Welcome to the Seek Wilderness Podcast, a platform for outdoor adventures and storytelling, for gaining basic knowledge of hunting, fishing, and woodsmanship. A place to find inspiration to go do epic stuff this week. Seek Wilderness. everybody welcome back to the show this is episode three we are outside actually we're at marlton park down here in piles grove township new jersey so you might hear a little wind coming across the microphones but i'm sitting here with todd and we're getting ready to do our third episode and we have an exciting guest on there but before we do that just kind of want to give you an idea Todd and I hadn't seen each other since the last time uh, we interviewed with, with, with Dan. So just to give you a recap of what, what we did, Todd, why don't you go ahead and just give a quick update of what you were doing this past weekend, uh, week rather. Yeah, well, week just going going through work, busy week this week. I got a lot of stuff going on business-wise with, with work this week, but um, just getting prepared for the, the upcoming uh Fourth of July holiday might take might take Friday off and get some uh, yeah. honeydew stuff done before the bow season comes in. I'm I'm definitely taking. I'm not taking Friday off, but I'm I am taking all of next week off. We go down to the beach to my brother's house and we enjoy time down and see. Uh, I guess this really technically called the shore around here, right? Yeah. But uh, the the only other, I mean I've been shooting a lot. Have you? Yeah. Uh, I, I switch I switch from from 125s up to 150 heads and they seem to fly a little bit better. So I'm getting excited. Order some cutthroats. You. You turn me on to those. Yeah, they're good. They're good broadheads. You, you shoot those, and yep. I'm going with the three blade cutthroats for for Ooh, this year. Blades, huh? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the three blades. So we'll see. I was shooting. Um, I don't know. I'm going to do a test. I have afflictors, and you know, we'll go back and forth and see. I'm. I, I don't know. I'm trying not to tinker a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to focus more on shooting. What greens did you settle on? Um, for the cutthroats, one fifties, one fifties. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, but you shoot, you shoot triad with, you shoot cutthroats with your triad, or I uh, use shoot cutthroat uh, single bevels, two hundred fifty green. But I'm shooting a triad. triad. I'm shooting a recurve. Yeah, what I so. say triad. What the heck's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering at that minute or something. I didn't know. Okay, I guess we should move on to the last. Yeah. <laughs> a triad. We're not, we're not doing triads here today, folks. So. um just to recap, I was uh, I was pretty impressed with the all-around conversation that we had with Dan. Yeah, me too. What were your thoughts? Oh, I mean, I know Dan. I mean, he was a friend of mine. That's why he was episode one because I knew what he could bring to a podcast and what the listeners want. I mean, we've got a lot of good feedback yeah. um, from yeah, people about about Dan and, and that episode. Um, some some of the things that stick out to me is just a detail-oriented how detail oriented he is yeah and um yeah. i mean that and, and then uh one of his comments or you know one of his statements was i have a small group of friends yeah those that group of friends has been with me for a long time i've um i don't let other a lot of other people in my group because these people work we work together yeah and i think that's a very very common trait amongst bow hunters and, and just perfectionists in anything that you do. Yeah. You have a group of people and you don't yeah. really extend out unless somebody really yeah. strikes your fancy and, you know, and, and you feel like they could be a fit with the other people that are in your groups. Yeah. 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 It's it. And it's one of those things like you just kind of know, 
I guess, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. after that. I think I think the most, the thing that impressed me most was the fact that he took the time to invest in the, in the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said with Devin. Yeah. And, uh, we, we've communicated with Devin on social media. Yes, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's good. We, we might we might get him on here on here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, to do that. And, and and speaking of social media, I think now's the perfect time that we transition to the next part of our show. And this part is called the Social Media Shout guys so this is a segment of the show where we like to take some time to recognize one of our faithful followers you know our goal is to create a solid community that builds each other up and, and supports each other too um, so some of the things that we're, we're looking at when we choose to recognize someone is how they interact with us uh, if they share posts um, if they're asking or answering any questions that are put on or simply commenting and you know really really just interacting is what what we're looking to do and uh todd and i spent some time going back and forth because we had a, a lot of good interaction but todd who who we who we land on there tyler grant tyler grant tyler grant uh at tr gunslinger on instagram tr gunslinger yeah. tyler we appreciate you show so much being it oh he he was uh was he the one that was the new New, yeah, new he's, to, so he's a new bull hunter. He, right. He's um yep. he's in Jersey. He's got some mentors in Jersey and nice. uh, like northern the Tom's River area of, okay. of uh, Jersey, and he's got some PA uh, mentors that are helping him. He's been doing some scouting on public land. He's already uh, understands what the pressure is like in Jersey. He's found a lot of tree stands out there already, nice. <laughs> so he understands. Yeah. But uh, he was asked some questions about um, if we're going to start putting up some some uh, hunting yes. uh, information and. and uh, tips and techniques and th- those things are coming we, we responded to him um had, had some good interactions yeah. with him and, and uh, yeah. he was asking about uh the bow hunting fiend and uh greg may not even know yet but he'll be on here uh but that's right but the whitetail stuff will start cranking up here pretty soon yeah yeah we are so, so tyler thank you and in regards to to the hunting side of things we we are i mean it's july now we got july 4th coming up my favorite time of year my favorite holiday um, and we will start ramping up the, the white tail things. Um, we have we have a lot of ideas that we're tossing around, mm-hmm. right? With with regard, we're trying to do something as live as possible. Uh, and I'll just leave it at that because we really haven't ironed it out. But again, in our effort to do something and to grow the community, uh, we hope to do that. But anyway, Tyler, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Share the podcast. Give us a good rating. And uh, anytime you have a question. Reach out to us. Appreciate you, brother. TR Gunslinger. TR Gunslinger. Tyler, thank you so much, man. here live with J.R. Rents, and J.R. Rents is the KBF Potomac champion, and KBF has something to do with kayak bass fishing, bass fishing, and the way I found out about him, he and I have been following each other for a while on, on Instagram, and being a bass fisherman myself, involved with tournaments, I was very intrigued and wanted to get on, uh, get him on this podcast as soon as possible. So, Jr., welcome. Thank you for, for doing this. Thank you. We, we, yeah, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks, Jr. So, Jr., um, before we get things rolling, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you do for a living and, and a little little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I'm originally from Delaware. Uh, moved over here about seven years ago. Uh, got married 
I have uh, my wife Chrissy, uh, my stepson who's 13, uh, my niece, and my uh, youngest who's five. Um, I work for South Jersey Gas. Nice. I'm a supervisor for our operations department down in uh, Cumberland County. Okay. Have our Millville office. Um, I do a lot of kayak fishing. Uh, I hunt in the fall once I can't fish no more. Um, got some land down in Delaware. I have a cabin up in uh, North Central PA, uh, specifically the area where uh, the elk herd is. Nice. And uh, let's see. Huge hockey fan of the Flyers. Good yeah. deal. Um, and that's that's a Delaware boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I am a Dolphins fan, not an Eagles fan. Oh, so <laughs> I catch a lot of what, a what lot of rap for that. What part of Delaware are you from? Uh, Northern Delaware, up by uh, Claymont. Okay. Around that area, two so, two so Naman's Road. Okay. I did a stint down in uh, Magnolia. Okay. If you did, just just outside of Dover. Yeah. Just east of Dover. Then I came back to Woodstown for like the. I don't know how many times I came back to Wistown, but there's something about this area of South Jersey that keeps attracting me back. Well, yeah. what I like, it was less traffic. The only traffic that holds me up between here and Woodstown is a combine or something. Yeah, yeah. So, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> not red Delaware. lights, not red Delaware. lights every quarter, half a mile. Delaware's traffic is... <laughs> it is. Woo. Yep. So, so if you, if you, fo- if you followed... JR on Instagram. We'll, we'll put all that information towards the end of the show so you can follow him. I think I think you should. You can kind of get an idea of you know w- what he loves and, and how he fits well into this podcast. Obviously, he does. Um, he, he mentioned doing some hunting, so he has some photos of. I guess it's your you and your son. I've yeah. seen some photos of you and your son out there um, hunting. And um, but the 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 big thing that that I wanted to talk about today really was was like your journey to um becoming or getting involved with the the kayak bass bass fishing but before we get there just kind of share your journey of like a young kid starting out all right um i grew up obviously fishing in delaware um with that uh i'm sure a lot of people will remember back in the 80s there was a I'll say it's like a tannish off-white Zebco rod and reel. Yeah, it oh, has yeah. some green and brown in it, yeah. the brown handle. Yeah. Um, Cast for miles. Yeah, I started out with that thing with my grandfather and my dad. Even remember fishing with my great-grandfather at some lakes up in Pennsylvania and all that. And uh, just grew up fishing over there. Um, a lot of what I fished over in Delaware was Delaware and Pennsylvania on the Brandywine River mm-hmm. for small mouth mm-hmm. there's some large mouth in there um some of the ponds over there and stuff lums pond etc like that um had a small v-bottom boat that my dad had when we were growing up and stuff yeah. but uh even at a right before i could drive going up to my grandparents my grandfather would run me out to the brandy wine at nights during the week He'd sit in the truck and I'd fish that thing till 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 dark. Yeah, that's awesome. I just out there wading, fishing it, and I mean, that river fishing is what I love. Yeah, absolutely love. Especially the smallies. Yes, they, they yep. are. I mean, they're, they're not the strong. Yeah, yeah, they're not the size of what I go for now in the Susquehanna. Yeah, but it's still. I mean, you're to get a better fight with them smallmouth. I mean, you take a two-pound smallmouth as they fight better than a five-pound largemouth. Yeah. I mean, any yeah. day of the week. 
and uh, it's just that muscle that they have, and then them running against that current all day. It's just yep. they're wild. They're they are. Yep. yep. And uh, so just doing that growing up, and uh, I eventually did get a bass boat, and uh, didn't fish no tournaments with it. Just went out leisurely fished, mm. and then uh, kind of got rid of, got rid of that, and I got out of. I didn't totally get out of it freshwater fishing, but then I started getting into saltwater fishing. Mm -hmm. okay. And then uh, that got expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got expensive real quick. Uh, end up getting away from that. And uh, now with having kids and getting them through school and all that is just a lot to go out and buy the bass boat that I want now to compete in tournaments. Right. Yeah. So I got a kayak and started fishing and out of that a little bit and my mom was the big one that said why don't you fish tournaments just really? fish them try and give it a shot you like it you're good at fishing i started doing it so she knew like there was kayak tournaments or now i kind of mentioned it oh, a yeah, little bit okay. saying there's some right. tournaments i was looking at doing and stuff and she's like go for it yeah she's like absolutely you're good at it you love it so i jumped in a couple and uh what they call uh just local online tournaments that you do for the month okay it's your best five fish for the month that you submit okay and uh did a little bit of that and i was okay with it but i'd rather go out and fish the tournaments where i'm seeing people fishing against them for one day mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so i tried a couple of those and i fell in love with it yeah because i like to compete yeah i played sports in high school growing up Good and deal. i just i like competing and right now yeah, just it's completely. a little bit harder to compete when, yeah. you're, when, when you're just putting submitting it or yeah, whatever exactly yeah, for a total fish. month that you're yeah. you can fish any day of the month yeah but people are out there fishing their honey holes mm -hmm. you know which I don't say I really have a honey hole right I like to fish all over yeah so that's what I like about the tournament fishing you're visiting new waters a lot of the times that's good and fishing against the local tournaments are 30 40 some guys right Whereas the bigger tournaments, I mean, you'll have 100, 200 guys you're fishing against. Okay. Oh, wow. So. So, so when, when would you say, so let's back up a little bit. You, you, you kind of got started doing this month-long tournament, catch your best five-fifth fish, weigh them in or whatever, and then you, you report them. But when, when did you start getting into, like, the, the kayak bass fishing that you're doing now as far as tournament? It was about... So 2019, 2020 is when I got my first kayak. Okay. Started doing a little tournament. 2021 um, is when I, so last year, I kind of really jumped into it. Yeah. Okay. And I started fishing the one local trail series called uh, MAKBF. Okay. Which is Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing. Okay. Um, so they hold local trail series where you'll fish in uh, it's Maryland. Pennsylvania, uh, Virginia waters, maybe some Delaware waters. And uh, so I, that's where I kind of really, I did it a little bit, one, or, I think I did one in 2020. Yeah. Just to kind of test it out. And that's where I like liked it. So I'm like, all right, 2021, I might fish the Total Trail Series. Yeah. yeah. And then I decided to do a couple of the big national events like Hobie has. Okay. And uh, KBF has, kayak bass fishing has, 
and uh, Hobie has one. BASS, they actually run theirs now too. Do they? Oh, they do yeah. have one. Okay. okay. There's three big national trails. Okay. What, what's the check-in? Like, what check-in process? Like, you probably don't have live wells, so are you, or maybe you do. I don't no, know. No, so what you do, um, they have a set of rules you go by. Mm-hmm. There's an app you go off of, which is uh, Tourney X. Okay. You get it on your phone. Um, it has, you have a captain's meeting the night before that they've been doing online for you. Mm-hmm. Just to go over the rules, any questions that you need to ask. And um, next morning, um, I'll say a lot of times we start at 5.30. So 5 o'clock, you're allowed to launch from whatever ramp. Mm-hmm. So you could have a lake that's yeah, 1,000 acres with 10 ramps. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to launch from any of those ramps. Okay. Um, there's not a specific ramp. Just because you're in a kayak. So it's if you want to fish the north part of the lake, as I take your air exactly. to get up yeah, there. So it's, it's not like you're you're running. So being a champion on the Potomac, you're not like I did a tournament out of Smallwood. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not limited to launching out of Smallwood. Correct. You could launch anywhere. Any public access. Any public access. Any public. Access. You can't use private access. Gotcha. Okay. So you can they set the boundaries and you can use any public access to get in and get out of. Right. And. Um, so with that, um, when you catch a fish, um, there's specific boards they want you to use now, which is a catch board, okay. which is metal. Makes sense. Um, you get on there, you have to measure it a certain way. So you, you need to lay from left to right, head to the left, tail to the right. Mm-hmm. You take a picture and then you submit it on the app. Okay. Nice. And what it does, it's actually got recognition on there that shows where the fish was taken, GPS, mm-hmm. time it was taken, so it's time stamped. Wow. <laughs> um, they got a lot of judges that are outside that view it. Yep. And um, mouth has cannot be open. If the mouth is slightly cracked open, then uh, you're deducted like a half an inch. Okay. Um, there's certain ways you can't have your hand under the gill plate whatsoever. Okay. You have to have your hand away from the gill plate. Wow. I mean, there's so the, there's strict rules. The picture is they have an app or, or whatever yes. that is taking that and taking dimensions off that yep. from that picture based on the board as its background or whatever. Correct. Length and then they're going to get their girth or whatever and then it's going it to just goes by the, the length. Formula. It's just total length. Just the total length. length. Okay. Yep. Not weight. Gotcha. And uh, there's actually a card that you have to have on there too. So the day before. You'll get a email or it's on the, the 20 X site. It shows you an identifier code. Wow. So you know that it's being done that day. That's yeah. amazing. So that's I, there's, cool. there's a lot that goes that, into that's it. That's got to help with, with kills. It's got to help with kills compared to light wells. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, compared absolutely. to Because you're catching, especially in the spawning season too. Yeah. Right. You're catching the fish right there. Yeah. Right you can, you're taking right a picture back. and they're going right back in. Yeah. They're not being they transported two miles. Yep. And they don't have to have the stress Correct. to try getting back to their bedding areas yep. or, their, or their beds. Exactly. Yep. So, That's really cool. Technology, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm it's sure crazy. we're a little more of what technology's done for yep. the sport, but. Well, yeah. I was just, I was just, I was just going to say, like, I, I've been. And my wife doesn't listen to these, so I can say this. I've been looking at kayaks for the past couple of years, mm-hmm. um, specifically for hunting, because I want to start doing a whole lot of a whole lot more public land hunting, and I really want to start doing like more out of states traveling. Just taking a week, go to a state. Taking another week, go to a state. And a, a kayak would be so ben- so much more beneficial in doing something like that. So I, I'm curious. Um, 
like what what is your kayak build is there like a specific manufacturer and if you're tied to any you know sponsors or anything like that i mean feel free to mention who you're mm-hmm. sponsored with or anything but if you can't mention anybody don't worry about it but um i'm just kind of curious like what that process looks like what your setup's like you know even to your tow package <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean because i'm thinking i'm shoving this thing in the back of my i have a honda pilot everybody you know opening the window and shoving it in the back and there's got to be better ways. So I figured you have it figured out over the last. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a couple of boats, right? Or a couple of yeah. boats, right? So you got it for different waters. Yes. So I run Old Town. Um, okay. That was the first one I bought. Okay. I, I looked at a ton of them. Okay. Did as much. I'm the player person. If I might put money into something like that, mm-hmm. I'm researching the uh, crap out of it. Yep. And uh, so I did a lot of research and. Uh, I end up going with the Old Town PDL, which is our pedal drive. Okay. And, I um, wanted to ask you, like, what your purpose Yeah, so I can do on a lake three, four mile an hour with that. Really? Nice. Um, when I go to Susquehanna, for instance, I mean, I can do two, three mile an hour against the current. Not a strong current. Yeah. Um, the boat is right about 100 pounds, a little over with, uh, with the drive in it itself. Okay. Um, um, but that's loaded with all your equipment and everything. Yeah. Without, without your equipment, yeah, okay. yeah they're okay. They're, I mean, they they make a hell of a kayak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. I mean, they. I mean, you can stay around these things. And that's other thing. They've been around for so long. I mean, like, is Old Tom yeah. the one that you can pull the whole propulsion, your your whole pedaling? It's thing, locked like, in. right out. Yep, and then lock it in or take it yep. out or whatever for cleaning. Which uh, most of, I think, actually all of them have that. Okay, even the Hobies, the way they are and stuff. Cause, okay, so the Hobies actually have a. I don't have them, but they got the flaps underneath, like right. the. That seems like those ones would kind of get home. They're like flippers, like on a, uh, like a penguin almost. Yeah. And, um, but they got these kick-up fins with them and stuff, which the Hobie makes a nice boat. Right. And I like they actually have horizontal rod storage in them too. Okay. That's which nice. which I like. Yeah. But I just I went with the old town. I haven't had a problem since, and mm-hmm. I like them, and. It's a legendary yeah. brand for canoes. Exactly. You know, so is, it, is this like ten, a 10 foot, 12 foot? So the one I have, my pedal drive's 12 foot. The okay. one I just bought for this year to use. Uh, so I got the pedal drive I now specifically use just on the rivers. Okay. Because I, I actually keep it unlocked when I fish. I fish a Susquehanna a lot just because of them smallmouth. Yeah. And I'll keep the pedal drive unlocked. So it can hit for rock. So when I hit a rock. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're fishing in inches of water there. Yeah. I can get in a foot and a half of water with that thing with it all the way down. Okay. And, um, but when I hit a rock or bottom, it pops right up. Whereas I just bought the 12-foot autopilot this year which has their Minn Kota motor in it. Okay. And I run a Dakota lithium 100 amp hour battery with that. Mm-hmm. And that does about four or five mile an hour. It's got, that thing is amazing. It's got spot lock on it. Yeah. Which I can just hit that button and it holds me in place. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Oh, so you, need, you don't need like a power pole or anything like that? No, no. It's 45 pound thrust, which I do wish they would have made one a little bit stronger. Yeah. But uh, I don't use that one on the river because it won't pop up as easily if I hit a rock mm. and that'll just put you in a bad situation. Yeah. 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 Um, but that thing is great for the lakes, the deeper rivers, the ponds, mm-hmm. I mean, locally here at the Salem canal, right. For instance. Um, but that one has, I like that because between you and the motor, 
you have a ton of space in front of you. Okay. Just an open deck. Whereas the pedal drive, you don't have the open deck. Okay. You got maybe a foot between you and the drive. Now, with the tournaments, mm -hmm. is there restrictions? For certain tournaments or anything, like where yes. you have to pedal for one, and you gotta you can have electric for the other or, or what? Yes. So most of the local tournament series, like I fit um, MAKBF. Uh, there's another one, Delaware Delaware Paddle Sports. I fished a couple of those this year. It's another local one. Mm -hmm. um, KBF, which I don't really fish uh, KBF no more, which I mentioned was a national tournament, mm -hmm. um, and. BASS, you can use motors for all those. Okay. Um, the only one that I'm aware of nationally and locally that you cannot use a motor is Hobie. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But Hobie also draws the largest amount of anglers for their tournaments. Okay. So they can they can put that restriction on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think a lot of people actually like it for that reason. Okay. Because then you got the people who can pedal and people that paddle, you're kind of on the same mm -hmm. yeah. scale, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because these motors, man, some of these motors, these people take off, they're gone. Yeah. But uh, Hobie restricts it to that. And you can, let, you can for the Hobie, you can fish any kayak you want. Okay. It's not just the Hobie brands. But uh, like this year, Hobie has, uh, most of their tournaments have, uh, their capacity is 200 anglers. They've almost hit capacity at every one. Every single one. That's good. The Susquehanna River gets coming up on July. I think the end of July mm. is their big tournaments. Two, they run two-day tournaments. Okay. Um, a qualifier or? No. No. Okay. It's your best five on Saturday, your best five on Sunday. And then total. And it, it's combined. Gotcha. Yep. Nice. Okay. And uh, they, I think they got 200 anglers. They ran out of capacity in like less than seven minutes. Wow. So they put up there that, hey, where they open this up to everybody. And within like seven minutes, so they, can they had 200. Prize, they they yep. kept their prize money up there too when they can, oh, absolutely. When they can drive. Yep, yeah. it's one of the best. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, uh, Hobie by far is nationally, is the best tournament to fish for kayaks. Okay. That's good. Yep. They're probably, if you're just kind of dangling in there and, and looking at things. The Hobie craft is probably the one that kind of really kind of pushed fishing because it, it's, they're probably the first ones that had a pedal drive, right? I mean, yeah, when you well, go all the way back. I think KBF was, was the first ones to start I'm, out. I'm talking about Hobie, the, oh, the, the boat itself. The, the, the yeah, itself. I, would, I guess so. I, was, I yeah. would say so probably, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember those the flippers. Yes. And I always thought, man, they'd be, they'd be stuck in weeds and everything else. Yeah. They probably have a way of keeping them clean. Because they, they actually, and, and there's, they've changed theirs the way it comes. Yeah. Because you have to use that to pull a lever, I think, for theirs to go in reverse. Okay. And I don't know if you still have to do that with theirs or not. Whereas with the pedal like I have, mm -hmm. so there's, you pump the pedals back and forth. Right. Whereas like the old town, um, Bonafide, uh, new kayak just came out. I think Jackson makes it called a NAR. Okay. Um, they're all pedal driving. You pedal like a bike. So they they got a crank. So they you can pedal from yeah. forward and stop and go right into instant reverse. Good. Yeah, oh, nice. which that makes sense. Which I like. It's just comfortable for me. Yeah. That's another reason why I went with the old town. Old town. Yep. Good deal. So let's talk a little bit. Um, I know my son Tony. Uh, was looking at your Instagram and looking at some of your mm -hmm. pictures and stuff like that, and um, he's seen the. Uh, the, the Garmin live scope yes. on, on your thing like that. You don't have any idea what that guy's running. That thing is the cat's meow. It is. So tell us a little bit about that. And then like, you know, for those of us that 
just normally are just casual bass fishermen or you know maybe fishing a couple of buddy tournaments or something mm -hmm. back 10 years ago you yeah. know from our from our fish finders back then where they really were just telling us the bottom yep. you know what i mean the depth and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. to, you know give us a little bit of idea like what electronics has done to, to bass fishing and, and whatnot yeah so like what you're saying um i've got a i got a nine inch lorance screen on my pdl okay um that you can see out to the sides mm -hmm. um you, you can see down with it and i mean that thing's nice right i mean it, perfect for what i need it for mm -hmm. but then with getting this new kayak and being able to fish these bigger lakes um later in the year early in the year when the fish haven't quite transitioned up to the banks mm -hmm. they're still holding out off the points and all that the deeper water um bridge pilings you're able to pick these fish up it, it's it's crazy the details just it's i even used it uh recently down on the uh when i was fishing the flats down the susquehanna mm -hmm. and i wasn't in deep water but you're able i can cast out 40 50 60 feet you can see your spinnerbait chatterbait dropping really mm -hmm. Yeah, you see it That's falling. Insane. You see the fish <laughs> as you're bringing it back to you, you can see the fish coming after it or not. Actually, following and coming up to it. That's oh my lord! It's yeah, so and it's and it's almost like a design of a fish. The, yeah. The, oh, so the and graphics on there are actually they're not like a like a flasher for ice fishing, and where you got to learn that they're actually you're you're actually seeing like a like a, a graphic of a fish in a size or something like that yeah and it's not like or, a, it's not like the old graphics like you see like mm -hmm. on a fish finder where it shows with a fish image yeah i mean you actually see it moving That's uh, it's amazing. it's it's crazy wow that is and i, I mean i got a special arm and i have it mounted on mm -hmm. and uh i can just i can kind of turn it out to the side and i was using it actually to more than anything to locate the grass down there right yeah right big clumps of grass mm -hmm. I so say, i'd find big clumps structure. exactly yeah and you i could kind of move over to it and you cast out there i mean and you aim right to where you're throwing i mean you can watch that lure come all the way back to you you can see the fish following it hmm. so if they're just following following i mean you know whether you need to make that bait react yeah. to make them react to right. it. So is there guys that are in, that you see in tournaments that aren't using that technology or is that like a necessity at yeah. this point? I, I wouldn't say it's a necessity. Um, so you do see some guys that are fishing? There's some guys up there in these national tournaments that are just, they're kicking butt without it. Right. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's just, it, I mean, it's a good, it's just another tool, right? Is what it is. Okay, it helps you, mm -hmm. and um, but it can also hurt you too. Okay, because I mean, we'll explain you, that a little bit. So you could find those fish, you know they're there, mm -hmm. and you you're hang, stuck there. You hang too long, and yeah, yeah exactly. You're spending all exactly. Yeah, I know I can't knowing they're there, you're trying, you're trying. You're like these fish are there, mm -hmm. and you don't want to leave. That's right. like like should I leave fish to find fish? Yeah, yep. that I, makes sense. That's why I think I like. That's why I enjoy the river fishing because so I don't run my electronics, my sonar mm -hmm. when I river fish. Okay. Um, it's just it's shallow water. Yep. I have that on there just for my depth, okay. and yep. I think that's why I do good and that's why i enjoy the river fishing why i do better at river fishing mm -hmm. is because i'll just jump around i know You're i can see the, the structure i'm yep. fishing the current seams and the rocks mm -hmm. and yeah. the islands the channel of the river and the more the banks hit whereas off. when i got this now and i'm fishing these lakes i can mm -hmm. see those fish i know they're there and i'm right 
I'll spend too much time sometimes. (laughs) So in your perfect world, yep. This is JR's. You're, you're, let's say you're not even in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Say I dropped you off at Lake Champlain. All right. Just came back from there. Okay. And you are going to have a day that you want to remember forever. There's no pressure of the tournament. You're just going out there to hook fish. Mm-hmm. What's your best conditions? Like weather wise, what do you want? What's your lure with those conditions? What is your ultimate? the way you want to catch a, a, a bass. Let's not say that it's the way to catch the biggest bass. Make the way I want to do it. The way you want to, what would be the perfect cast on the perfect day to the perfect structure? Like what, what is that perfect thing that, that really cranks your, your tractor? So I would say, man, so, so I have two, I got two different ones if you don't mind. Yeah. So on a lake, it's just, it's a be finding those lay downs mm-hmm. coming off the bank mm-hmm. and throwing anything like a, a spinner bait, a chatter bait. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those fast reactions. So you're getting, you're looking for a reaction. That's, uh, that's, yeah. That's just what I like. Okay. I just see mine would be a little more of a overcast choppy day. Yeah. And I'm throwing like a, like a, uh, a top water, um, what's the what's the spinner baits that chatter baits? Uh, the buzz baits. Buzz baits. Buzz baits. That'd be the, yep. for me. That'd be because yeah. you don't get that bite very yes. often. But yep. when you do, it's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like a frog bite or blow up on yeah. It. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I think you get on the on the buzz baits, you you get you have a little better hookup than you do on yeah. frogs. Yeah. You know I mean? But yep. Yeah. And then uh, like like just slightly overcast. Maybe just a tad bit of a breeze, mm-hmm. but some sun too. I just, nah, that just be perfect for me right there. Yeah. Yeah. But then on a river, I mean, specifically, I'll go back to the Susquehanna again because mm-hmm. I actually love that place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, um, you get that rising water a little bit, mm-hmm. whether it's a rise six inches, a foot, and they start to feed and throw in either chatterbait. Whopper plopper, a buzz bait. Um, got a couple other baits I just don't want to throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just that I just love that place up yeah. there. So that'd be the yeah. that'd be, be, be your perfect. Yes. Yeah. So um, you throw a lot of names out there. We don't we don't generally sp- uh, spot burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but they're big fisheries that you're oh, talking yeah, about. Absolutely. They're popular. Long pond. And, you know what I mean? Yep. Everybody knows those. But um, have you ever really got into some of those real big Susquehanna smallies, though? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you yeah. ever been able to lay them out in a tournament? Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so top end wise for you, Susquehanna smallmouth. What's top end for you? Uh, my biggest was just shy of five pounds. Okay. Up yeah. there, um, twenty and a quarter inches, and that yeah. was actually just earlier this year yeah. when I was up there. Just well, that tells you a lot. Fishing. So a twenty inch smallmouth is a big smallmouth. Yeah. What five pounds? Yeah. At 20 inches is a football. Yep. <laughs> you know I mean, mean, it yeah. was, but there's, I mean, you can go up there and consistently catch 17, 18, 19, 20 yeah. inch fish. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've fished a, a handful of times and only got in a large mouth. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not driving the boat. I'm relying on, yeah, yep. somebody else who, who, I mean, he was like a I, friend of mine, but. I, I'd love to start a, a YouTube. Yeah. I just, 
I'm not there with it yet. And it's a lot more because I YouTube everything. I, yeah, I've seen some of yours. work. Oh, and good. doing Thank some you. of their <laughs> changing, uh, just going in there and editing and all. I don't yeah. have all that yeah. knowledge to do that yet. I eventually want to. There's a guy that fishes our MAKBF, um, Jake Harshman. He's got his own YouTube channel. Um, he lives up there. Okay. Okay. He fishes that thing at minimum once a week. Right. And anybody that wants to get into smallmouth fishing and fish up there should watch his video. I mean, it's... Okay. Does he do any guiding up there? Or no. 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 I, I think he's actually looked at kind of getting into it, but just yeah. for doing the... Um, the He's talked about doing like kayak guide fishing, mm -hmm. but uh, he fishes the Hobie tournaments a lot mm -hmm. and, uh, and the MAKBF with me. And, uh, but I mean, the, the fish that he catches up there, I mean, he shows you what he's doing. Yeah. And he ain't afraid to show yeah, you what yeah, he's right, doing right. when he's catching them on. And plus, people are looking at, <laughs> yeah. even on the. Anybody can go up there and do what he's doing I'm, yeah i mean and just plus about people are putting the time if you're putting it on youtube yeah. there's people are putting the time yeah. into seeing those rocks that you're throwing at like correct that hole. yeah you exactly know, or I, mean, find that hole, yeah. I mean like, i mean it's really yeah it's really no different than watching a hunting video and, and somebody's you know in the woods i mean he's he's on the water yes right yeah. so yep. like you you know you know that person mm -hmm. in the woods is using whatever bow they want and, and you can see what you know you can see all, all, all the gear that that they're using um, I think the, the what, what I really want to know is, and I'm just thinking back, and this was for me like early, early 2000s when I did the, um, the weekend series and I, I did it as a, as a rider or what a co-angler is what they called it. Mm -hmm. So I got matched up with, um, you know, a boater. Mm hmm and I mean, we would, we would have conversations I, and I, I did my due diligence. I did the pre-fishing because I connected with some guys and, and, and would go out and, and just talking specifically like Potomac, for example, um, did, did two days of pre-fishing before the tournament. Cause it was only a one day tournament, got matched up with a guy, uh, who was fairly local, Washington, DC, you know, around about. And the first thing he says that we're, we're going to go to this lily pad patch and sit there all day. I'm like, Oh my Lord. <laughs> and actually ended up doing really, really, really well there. So what, what's the strategy? <laughs> what's the strategy? Um, because you know, when, when you're talking with boats, like what, what you see with the Bassmaster Classic and all that, they're all going out of the same, same ramp. You know, same launch time, same thing, you know, all across the board. I would assume that part of your strategy has to do with the fact, like, that's a big advantage being able to launch from, and when you're talking about Potomac, yeah. the Potomac's huge. Yep. And I can't imagine, like, crossing the main channel yeah. in a kayak. Do you do that? No, I didn't. You didn't? Or you no, did? when I fished down there, I didn't. No. You, you did not? No. Do you guys do that, though, in a kayak? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> so so just tell like tell us about that day that they or whatever the tournament that that you were that you won and So I didn't pre-fish it. Mm -hmm. Um just cuz it was a distance away. Yeah. I knew I was like, you know what? Cuz it was a 2-day tournament for KBF. Um I could only fish the one day for Saturday. Didn't, and they do separate tournaments, so it's not combined for over two days. Okay. One tournament Saturday, one tournament Sunday. I didn't fish Sunday because I had my youngest son's birthday. Okay. So I was like, I'm just going to go down. So with the kayak tournament fishing, a lot of guys 
utilize Google Maps mm-hmm. to, and there's a timeline on there. You can't do it on your phone, but you can do it on the computer. You can go back in time and look, so I could see where the the tide had dropped out. Mm-hmm. You can see where there's yeah. trees that aren't there at high tide. Right. Yeah. And do all that. We do um, that for e-scouting a lot with with uh, deer hunting. There you go. Yep. We exactly. A new piece or something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of the same. Yeah. As hunting. I mean, it, it almost is. Yeah. You can go summer, like a yep. lot of exactly. summer. Then have like uh, winter. Yep. And then late winter, spring yep. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you can really get a good lay of the land. Yes, exactly. And you're getting a lay of the structure. And, yeah. Yeah. You can see uh, where there's little channels running out of the lily pad fields and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I did all my research on there. Um, just Googling where to fish down there. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of online research that you do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And uh, so I found uh, Matawoman Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, Spot burner. Yeah. Well, they knew I spot burned it that day down there when I was done the tournament. Right. right. Plus, a lot of people were past me knowing what I was doing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I, I, I mean, it's, it's not a secret. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's that place is. It's well. Managed. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people run there. And uh, so I put in there. I knew this specific bank I was a fish. I went there. Fished up it. Nothing. I come back through. And. Uh, it was a lower than normal tide. I remember everybody talking. There was a boat tournament going on also. And uh, I get down around this bank. I got a guy probably about 70, 80 yards out in front of me. So I'm kind of just keeping my distance from him. He's working the bank. I'm working it behind him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets down through. I come to this tree that he had fished. I threw in there and wham. Mm. I, I got a nice, nice fish. Mm-hmm. Measured it, caught up to shore, measured it real quick. Uh, come back off, threw in again, another one. Like, all right, I might have something here. Right. And uh, got up, measured that one, come back out, got another one. I, I must have caught, and it was only, it's a, it was a log just coming off. Mm. So it was wood. And wood structure. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. And gravel bank. And I think I caught a total of nine fish off of that thing. Um, so, so I caught my calling, five and then calling. I called yeah. a bunch more. Other than that, I think except for one. Okay. But I caught nine off of that as the tide was dropping. Um, I had boats below me watching me. Boats above me watching me and kayaks and everything. And, uh, and I kept changing my bait out. So I caught them off a chatterbait, crankbait, spinnerbait, and then uh, I want to say a zoom super fluke. Slow action. Just trying, just, yep. you're getting just, just to keep them, yeah. keep it different. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they kept biting it. So uh, finally it just died off. So I left. I no sooner left. Everybody just. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the courtesy? What, what is the ethics uh, of that? What is the like unwritten rule or is there a rule for um, distance from someone? So they do they do have a rule. Okay. I, um, some tournaments are a little bit different than others. They ask you to say, I want to say it's... Like casting distance? About 20 yards apart or so. 20, yards? 20 30 yards apart. Um, me personally, I try to give everybody 
plenty of, plenty of yeah. room. If I go you to a cove, if somebody's on back at the exactly, yeah. that's just that's just not me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go into cove, if somebody's fishing, I'll even ask them. I mean, like, hey, are you working your way back in there, mm-hmm. yeah. or do you mind if I go back through here? Yeah, or if I come down to a bank and somebody's fishing a, a tree or something, like public land. Hey, do you mind if I jump around you and fish <laughs> yeah. down through? Usually, nobody has a problem. Yeah. Um, I had a tournament couple weekends ago I had a guy sitting right before starting on he come up sitting almost right on top of me so Uh, I just I fished and then I kind of just moved away I Mm -hmm. I, I I like my space I watched the same way I watched a video where 10 guys were invited down to Florida and and I don't want to get in that video but what I took away from that as far as start time so back in the boating world you have launch time and yep. that goes in the kayak world is it it's um cast time like you like line in the water so you could get out to your spot 30 minutes before whatever mm-hmm. but you cannot cast until the go time or so usually they they give you a half an hour before lines in okay they give you a half hour phone. so you yeah, get your launch time for example will be five o'clock okay mm-hmm. lines in will be five thirty. okay okay um i don't want to say everybody listens to that right but i'm hoping everybody does yeah, yeah. um i i haven't seen anybody that hasn't so will the tournament before yeah, well the tournament's probably self-policing a lot of self-policing in, the, in these type of tournaments right P- pretty much yep. yeah so um Cheaters get caught. Yeah, trust me, eventually. they get caught. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. as far as all those put-ins that you could, those public put-ins, yep. is it, do they generally put a guy there? No, no. So uh, again, it's it's kind of like just self-policed. Okay. Um, I, generally, I mean, every ninety-nine point nine percent of the people are playing by the rules. Right. Um, everybody kind of knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the tournament directors. You kind of watch everything that's going on and yeah. can see what's going on yeah. around the show. That makes sense. Yep. I mean, and generally a minute here and a minute there isn't going to kill anything unless that you're the top. It's a, yeah. Of yeah. a couple of inches or, or a couple of quarter of an inch yeah. or something like that. Then, yeah. then it could become a problem if you left a couple of minutes early and somebody's seen you or something. But yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But for 99% of the people that are in the tournament, it's probably not going to make one difference Correct. if you left a minute early or something. But yep. yeah. So I think what I what I want to kind of do is just if, if you had the opportunity to um, start all over or if your son got started at some point in time in life, like what would you be able to tell them? on how to get started, you know, just tips and pointers that would accelerate their learning curve that you had to kind of figure your way through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so like as far as kayak wise, yeah. um, I would say get something that fits you, something you're comfortable with. Um, I, so I like to stand a lot. I can stand up on both of mine mm-hmm. on the river, somewhat kind of choppy conditions, but nothing crazy. Um, and I'm comfortable with it. Um, I know there's bigger guys that stand up in these things too. Because I'm five, nine, 170 pounds. Right. There's guys bigger than me standing up in these exactly. things. So you got to get something you're comfortable with. Um, a lot of guys like to just sit down and do it. But it's, and um, 
money. That's another thing too. I mean, some of these are a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, Hobies, they're a lot. Um, there's old, there's old town, older pilots. Um, you're looking for the, the 12 footer with the motor. I mean, that's like four grand. Yeah. Uh, the top water, the, just the pedal, mm-hmm. that's about two grand. Then you can get down to the old towns. You'd have the, uh, they're just paddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're generally around a thousand dollars, maybe a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Your 10 footers, maybe under a thousand dollars. So it's something that you're comfortable with. Um, same thing with your fishing equipment. Um, what, what time of the year, if, if a guy was going to do it, say, um, on a real tight budget, mm-hmm. the $4,000 one's probably out of the question for some guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. What time of the year are they going to start looking for maybe a used one or something like that? Would it be in that fall season like you do with boats? End of the year. Yeah. And then uh, right at the beginning of the year in the spring. Okay. And, sales uh, or something like that or just guys? You'll find guys just trying to upgrade over the winter. Yeah. Mm. Trying to get a new one that just came in. Mm. Um, right now, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of them. It's just tough to get with the whole COVID situation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just demand, right? I mean, there's people at waiting six, seven, eight months, okay. if not longer, to get something. So even the used ones are probably holding their value pretty good right now. Oh, absolutely. Availability on new. Yep. Yeah, okay. So if somebody wanted to get started, like, would you su- suggest that they just tap into like a local bass club? I mean, that's that's kind of how I got started. Mm-hmm. Just tapped into a local bass club. Um, I mean, kayak fishing at the time wasn't even on the radar, right, back when I did it in early 2000 for me. I mean, it might have been happening, but mm-hmm. for me... No, no idea about it. Um, so that that's kind of what I'm like. Is that a, a, a good avenue to take for somebody? Like, even if they just had a canoe, like, would you su- suggest them just getting involved with it uh, from from a just to get that little you know bass club tournament experience? If that's something that they wanted to do, tournament fishing. Yeah. So um, definitely your local your little local trail series mm-hmm. um it, you got guys that compete there maybe they only do it one tournament a season you got guys that do them all season long mm-hmm. um but you got a lot of those people they're going to help you out too yeah and if you need help and i mean the two i'm involved with which is uh delaware paddle sports and uh makbf i mean I've met guys on there that are friends of mine now, a bunch of them. And um, anything you need to help you out with. Um, We had a tournament in the Condo Wingo um, several weeks ago. I know Delaware Paddle Sports did. Mm -hmm. I was actually, that's when I was up in uh, Lake Champlain fishing a tournament. But uh, the local one, they had it. And a guy put out there on on the Facebook page, he didn't have his truck he needed a ride and if somebody could give him a ride in his kayak nice. one guy jumped right up and said hey i'll be there yeah. you just got to fish out of the ramp that's, and i'm fishing nice out of small community then. it is yeah. it i'm absolutely sure those, is. those guys too like if a young person or a new person was getting into it yep. they they started with what their dad had in the backyard or something like that yeah, and those, exactly. small ones, those guys once you start making connection with, the, with those guys they're always probably seeing ones that are up for sale or you know what I mean? yep. hey yep. listen i got a guy he's got one you should jump on this. It's a good, exactly. good boats are a couple year older model, but mm-hmm. it's a good solid boat for you to make that next step. And you can get on the, even on their Facebook pages. And, uh, once you become a, a member of that group and I mean, you can ask questions. I mean, 
nobody's gonna really bash you or or anything like that. I mean, they're everybody's pretty much there to help everybody. It's it's a good it's a good community. It is that's good. And your your local ones are even better. I mean, besides the two I've mentioned, um, you've got first state kayakers also in Delaware. Mm -hmm. There's a new one that just came out. I think it's called River Runners. Um, I know. Jersey has one in South Jersey, mm-hmm. but I think they only limit it to a number of people. Okay. And that's about the only reason I haven't gotten in there. Uh, because of the smaller waters, they don't want to put 50, 60 people on a yeah. small water here. So I think they only limit it to so many members. Mm-hmm. But I, I, pretty much any state you live in is going to have something somewhat yeah. local to you. Yep. And the bigger the sport's getting, the more that are popping up. Yeah. I, well, I was just going to say, I mean, it seems like seems like we're at the if you're looking at a bell curve like this this thing's just starting to take off mm-hmm. as far am i is that accurate to say? yeah um but, so another thing i fish um is uh for a team competitive team mm-hmm. for delaware doom delaware doom That's mm-hmm. for uh state of delaware and uh there's eight of us on the team only four fished for the tournament mm. um we fish against there's i think there's a total of 20 and this is my first year doing it mm-hmm. uh i want to say the whole thing started last year and uh we're fully sponsored um but we fish against other teams in our area it's broken down like uh like a football conference okay sweet um so we play home games away games our first home game was on, we had broken it up into Del- different Delaware waters, lakes mm-hmm. down in Southern Delaware. Um, we won that one. I didn't fish that tournament. There's there's strategy to it. So guys should live down in that area. Yeah, familiar with those waters. You don't want to put them. We yeah. picked them for to fish against yeah. the incoming team. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So you're managing yep. your, your talent your, and experience Correct. and everything yep. else. Yeah. Um, like I like to smallmouth fish a lot. So we just went and fished against uh, Team New York Renegades up in New York on Lake Champlain. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost by, I think it was 11 and a half inches. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that tight margin? Yeah, I mean it was it's pretty. There's some tighter ones. Yeah. Then there's some that are just completely blown away. Right. Right. Um, so, it, I mean, it was we caught fish. We just not enough the big ones. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's your ten biggest fish. The four of you on your team can catch for that day. Okay. And uh, against their team of four. Okay. And uh, our next, like our next one, is on the Susquehanna River. Okay. So I'm fishing that one. Yeah. That one, <laughs> baby, you ain't yeah. nobody else jumping for So uh, I'm excited about that one. And that one's uh, against Pennsylvania on on their home waters on the Susquehanna. Okay. So how, so how long is, like, what's your typical tournament season look like from when to when? So I'll travel for a couple of the Hobies mm-hmm. tournaments, the national tournaments. Um, last year, I think I fished two or three of them. This year, I fished, uh, I'm only fishing two of them. I fished down in uh, Sandy Cooper in early March. Mm-hmm. Um, fishing the one on the Susquehanna at the end of July. And uh, with the Delaware Doom, I'm fishing uh, probably, I think I want to say we fish, I don't know if it's eight tournaments, six or eight tournaments. And I'll fish uh, probably four of those 
because uh, we try to split it all between us to keep it equal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the trail tournaments, I'll fish them here and there this year. Um, I fished more of the trail last year I uh, with M- with MAKBF. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I won rookie of the year last year. Nice. And I came in second place for angler of the year. And I, yeah. that came down, came down to an actual tie between me and first place. Really? And, uh, it's a tiebreaker then. Was the biggest fish of the season. Ah, that's, that's the tie. And he huh. beat me by half an inch. Oh my God. <laughs> Without, was it a, a big, uh, water, uh, so did he cut they that do big the, one on where was it? It was uh, Lake Marburg out okay. in Pennsylvania. Okay. And, uh, but, and then I forget where my bigger one came at, but his big one, as soon as they said what the tiebreaker was, you knew. I remember because I came in third place in the tournament at Lake Marburg. Mm. He won it. And I remember the size of the fish he caught. And as soon as they said what the tiebreaker was, I'm like, oh, he got me. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, you're putting yourself in the but, chips I mean, to, to, to yeah. do that Absolutely. good. And you, yeah. you've really only been doing it for like three years. And really, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, this is actually my second full year yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yep. And, uh. But I mean, but the way it ended, him and I hugged and laughed and yeah. shook hands. I yeah, mean, by each other. I wasn't mad. I lost yeah. to him. And I mean, it just—it's nice. It's yeah. competitive. Yeah. We had fun, and that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's what. I mean, for me, that's even when you're talking about hunting, like that's how it should be. Like the competition is between. I've said I've said it before: prey and predator, if you will. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And the fact that, you know, you guys can celebrate each other's wins or losses or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be is, is huge. That, I think that'll help make that that sport mm-hmm. grow rapidly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, so what I'm hearing is that your bass fishing isn't really interrupting with your your, your hunting season. No. So you're, you're, you're not a fall guy. You're like, you're not out there. You have to go out and go fishing in October or November. Uh, I still do a little yeah. bit. <laughs> still a little bit. I, yeah. at, at that point, I try to squeeze on both. Yeah. It probably depends on where the tags are getting yeah. filled or if they're not, yes. right? If you got the freezing fall or whatever, yeah. Yep. yep. So I, once, I might say, once the end of October rolls around is when I kind of hang up the kayak and I start getting into the bow hunting. Mm-hmm. But then we have also have a... So I've land down in Delaware. Mm-hmm. So I was telling you guys earlier before this, mm-hmm. um, Delaware season for hunting season is awesome. Yeah. Bow season comes in September 1st mm-hmm. and goes out January 31st. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got the mu- doe muzzleloader season and off and on for several days in October. Mm-hmm. Um, the shotgun season's a nice extended season and they've opened Sundays up now. Well, shotguns most right on the run, right, right during the run. Yes, it's. Yeah. Uh, I've then we. I mean, we've gotten some nice deer down there. I mean, we've done a lot down there. Um, there's nine of us that own the property. They leased it before I was born. I'm 42 years old. Okay. They leased it before I was born, and in the late 90s, uh, we ended up going in and buying it. Um, several years ago, we logged the property. Did a select cut, mm-hmm. and then open it up a yep. little bit. Get some, yep. and a couple areas. We actually have some uh, in the woods, and we kind of kept it away from. We got one that's near neighboring property, but it's kind of not, mm-hmm. and one that's away from it. And we've completely opened it up and made food plots. Okay, 
Um, it's completely clear. Um, and we started, we used to go down there and it was just, you hunt, you shoot whatever, yeah. whatever's in season. I mean, it didn't matter the size of the buck. Right. Um, now we're several years ago. We said, okay, nothing smaller than a six pointer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it was nothing smaller than a five pointer. And then a couple of years ago, we moved up to nothing less than a six pointer. Okay. And, uh, just that little bit over the last five, six years now, we've got some big deer down there. It's yeah, good deal. I mean, management action yeah. going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You I got mean, your, you got, um, I saw a picture on Instagram. You have your, your son out there. Yeah. With, with you. I've taken my, uh, stepson down with me. Uh-huh. Um, I've taken my youngest with me. That was a, I took him last year for the first time. Nice. With me. Um, took him down there for the shotgun season and he wasn't quite five yet. Nice. Um, that was interesting. Yeah, well, I, well I, I can say one thing. Like in Jersey, my in, introduction to hunting was in December. It's a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get some cold temps in November still, but yeah. it's still more pleasant for, for a young buck yeah. yep. when I'm intending to get out there and at least be able to not deal with that part, yeah. part of things. There's so, yep. so many other things. The... Um, we always like to kind of like wrap up the show. I mean, you share some stories about your tournament days, like how you got into this. And, uh, if you could share with us like your most epic adventure in the wilderness, whether it be hunting, fishing, whatever it is, what, what would that, what would that story be? So as much as I like fishing, I might give you a hunting story. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, Good. We like that. <laughs> um, it's just, it's memorable for me. Um, I stayed early. I got a cabin up in north central PA. Mm. There's a lot of bear up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to the bottom of our dirt road, you'll see elk. I've been up Sweet. on top of the mountain hunting with my uncle. We've seen elk. They were finding um, sheds. No, not yet. Not yet. I want to go shed hunting, but I haven't found none yet. Um, I mean, we got coyote or coyotes up there, bobcat. I mean, we've seen it all. It's just that's a wilderness quarters area. place. Yeah, our our generator is our power. Yeah, nice. There's no TV. It's awesome. Our running water is a pipe that we got running up a hollow be- behind us, mm-hmm. and the pressure from that stream is our running water. That's awesome. Um propane for our cooking um and then our heating is a wood stove yeah mm-hmm. and it's a big cabin the second floor is you, you everybody sleeps on the second floor line of beds mm-hmm. and downstairs is a big living room it kind of goes into like a room with still the same room a table yeah we all eat at mm-hmm. and then the kitchen along the back that's wall. almost the same layout as our, our okay camp, UP, our family camp and I, I love it up there it's my favorite place but uh I forget how many years ago now. It wasn't that long ago, but uh, they opened up muzzleloader bear hunting mm-hmm. up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was telling my dad, I was like, let's go up. He's like, all right. So uh, it was me, him, and my grandfather went up. My grandfather's too old to hunt now to get around the mounds. He's 80 some years, but he likes to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, he went up with us. Um I want to say it's the first or second morning I went out. I go up the hollow. I go down the mountain, go up the hollow. 
and uh, foggy and all that. I mean, it was just perfect. Mm-hmm. You, you couldn't imagine any better. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm standing there. I'm looking up the up the hollow. I see this big dark spot. I'm like, looking at it. Ain't moving. Hard to see. So I'm looking. Look through the scope. I'm like, man, it's a bear. Mm-hmm. But it ain't moving. Right. So I'm like, maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sitting there looking around. I look back. That spot's gone. And this thing's about halfway up the hollow. Quartering kind of away from me. And uh, I'm not to lie. It was a big bear. I mean, it, it was big. And I got to shaking. Yeah. Like, I, I've had some nice deer come in mm-hmm. that I've shot. I don't get worked up no more over it. But this thing was big. Right. I mean, I was shaking. Well, I clearly shot right over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> One shot. This thing That's turned. Funny. I mean, it was, it's all it took to get up the side of the mountain. So I still went and I checked for blood. Checked all over. Filed right where I shot. I mean, you could see where I went up the side and looked and looked for blood, got up on top of the ridge, looked for blood, nothing. So I'm like, all right. So sit down. I see another bear, probably another 150 yards up above me. Right. So, and this one I can clearly see. So I pull up to shoot. Well, she's got three cubs with her. No. So I couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do yeah. it. So I watched them for a little bit. And within that, I had three buck run up to me. <laughs> I had, I'm telling you, it was the One, craziest the morning. Day. Crazy. Did you get so many of those days in your life, JR? So I, I went back to the cabin, got my dad, said, you got to come up here. I said, you got to come up this hollow with me after lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, so we can hunt tonight. I'll put you where he's been up there hunting for years during the rifle season. He's never shot a bear up there. Right. Uh, he's been going up since the early eighties. Right. And, uh, so I wanted to I honestly I wanted to see him shoot one so I said listen I saw him right here couple in this hollow mm-hmm. the sow and the cubs and this male so I went over behind him in the other hollow I don't think I was there 20 minutes right I had a bear walk up to me <laughs> I shot it rolled down the mountain and the thing ended up making its way up around me then mm-hmm. I called my dad over and as I walked up, it's standing there looking at me, no. like 30 yards away. <laughs> I shot and it dropped. Nice. Uh, and uh, we high fived. Um, and then the struggle started. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we were so far up this mountain and it's just before dark. Mm-hmm. Um, got it gutted. He took the guns, backpacks. He went down the hollow, not the hollow we came up, the hollow I was hunting in. He went straight down. I grabbed the bear and just started dragging. Mm. Well, he got to the bottom. He made it all the way out to the trucks, which was about five, 600 yards down. Mm. Blow downs everywhere. Oh. We didn't realize it was that bad at the bottom of this hollow. Jeez. Now it's dark. I'm only about three quarters of the way down. Right. I can hear him yelling and shine a flashlight. I'm like, yeah, be kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, there's, this he's is unbelievable. Turn around, don't come down, or what? Well, no, it's just like he's like, follow my light. I'm like, follow your light. Oh, I'm like I'm dragging this, sir. Come help me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I get it. 
down to the edge. We dropped down over the side after I, he, I got to the very edge of the hollow. Mm-hmm. He came up, we got it down over the side to a creek. He's like, listen, he's like, this is going to be tough. He's like, it's blowdowns from here all the way down for about four or 500 yards. Right. So I was like, all right. I said, sit here, take a break. I'll run down, get the truck, come up the dirt road. We'll get it across the creek and try to get it over. He's like, we'll run up and let your grandfather know mm-hmm. what's going on. So he's not worrying. All right. I get to the dirt road. I start, just start walking down the dirt road. There's a truck coming. What well, ends up being the first cabin going up the mountain is where I have some family. Okay. And, uh, it was my cousin's husband coming up to go hunting. He had buddies already in the cabin. Mm. He ended up running up, getting his buddies. They came down, came over, and they drug it the rest of the way out for us. Sweet. Well, just that we went the short way right to the road instead of dragging it all the way down. Yeah. We ended up witching it up the side of the hill, yep. which is probably about 50, 60 foot up with his winch. And then uh, that was it. That's we awesome. got it in the truck, got back to the cabin. Cause I still, we still hadn't told my grandfather nothing. Right. <laughs> but, uh, we come in that door and he's standing there smiling. He, he knew, yeah, he we got it, something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> and that was, I mean, that was awesome. Cause we walked in mm-hmm. and uh, he smiled and he's like, who got it? <laughs> <laughs> so that used to be our stop whenever we shot deer or anything. Yep. It was always stop at our grandpa's yep. and show him, show him what we got. Cause he kept the fire going for us all day. He keeps, the dinner going for us all day when we get back and stuff but just be able to share that my first bear the first muzzleloader season pennsylvania had but to share that with my dad and my grandfather mm. who i've always spent outdoors with fishing and hunting and everything yeah. Sorry, yeah. it was just that's epic that's, awesome. that's epic yeah. and that, that's the reason why yeah. that's the story that yeah. you came up with you know, and that's remembered. and we go up there every year now for yeah. that that's so. great if anybody's never drug a bear it's totally different than a deer like a deer's uh, got a nice smooth hard rib cage to drag on and you think that that's hard a bear is just live weight that just sags and, and, it and rolls. grabs everything you know what i mean it's yeah and going down that mountain it just yeah. rolls with yep. you it's just it's rough that, yeah. <laughs> that is a good story man. yeah thank you jr man we appreciate you coming on here um so I, I just want to your your Instagram is Jr. Rents. That's R E N T Z fishing. Correct. Is that is that the best place uh, for people to follow you? Or do you you on Facebook too? That or Jr. Rents on Facebook. That's the same on Facebook. Yep. All right, and be on the lookout. He we talked a little bit offline. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get this guy set up with doing some YouTube videos. I think I think that's gonna be a huge uh, benefit to. Um, to what it is that you do and really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. getting people out there uh, to do that. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, if, if I do get a kayak for, for hunting, I'm going to have to have, <laughs> have it, I guess, modded out also to do some fishing. But man, if I get back into fishing, anyway, that's a story for, that's a story for another time. But man, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, yeah. oh, so, so another thing though, do you have any, uh, any sponsors or anything like that? Do you, like to yep. uh, talk about um, oh yeah go ahead yes uh just real quick um me personally for sponsors um this flying fish brewery okay right here in new jersey oh, yeah, over in summerdale yeah, yeah. Good beer. um i have a snaggler you got a discount code for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um snaggler tackle company um which his name's uh, John that owns the company. He also guides on the Susquehanna with the jet boat. Okay. Um, 
anything you need for fishing for that river. It's all custom uh, spinner baits, chatter baits, plastics, jigs, mm-hmm. and he matches the forge up there. Right. I mean, that's I strictly use his spinner baits and all yeah. that for up there, and um, yeah, for a discount code for that is a uh, uh, S. What is it? STC YAK10 for uh, that's a 10% discount for that. And then uh, Angle Coolers is another one. Nice. So, and that's that's all on your social. That's all, yeah, that's all my personal sponsors. Yeah, and and you you post that stuff. I think I think I saw um, the stuff about John. I think I think that was a popular name going around. Didn't they do the Bassmaster Classic off the Susquehanna a few years ago? Maybe that could be like five or so more years and, and I think everybody is looking at that thinking about trying to get a jet boat in on there I might be making it up but I know well, I know when they do the upper Chesapeake yeah. they've done that a yeah, couple yeah, that's times what it was. they it go was up the lower Susquehanna they'll run they'll make run alright go check out the social media I'm sure there's posts with the codes and everything on there yep you, you got that all on there so uh, thanks again for coming on and look listeners you know the deal. We we always ask. Uh, we always appreciate you listening, and we we ask to do three things. Uh, one of those things is is to share the show. Uh, you see that posted on our our social media. Seek Wilderness Podcast. Instagram is probably where we're most prominent. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a rating. Whatever you listen to, we're on shot, uh, Spotify. We're on Apple Anchor. Pretty much every listening platform, and then. At the end, go read Genesis 27.3. Yes, sir. And tell us what it's all about. JR, thank you so much, man. This yeah. is good. This is real good. It's thank good you, stuff. guys. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, this thank you. Until next time, we'll see you all. Seek Wilderness. <laughs>